The cost will be greater because the cost is way beyond anything financial. It's bidding yourself to find yourself, I guess. So that deep, deep resonance of the Holy Spirit that calls us to our true self and not being afraid to let go of the things that we thought were important. Welcome to Season 3 of The Surrender Podcast. I'm Craig Petty. And I'm Charlene De Los Santos. Together, we're the Directors of Surrender, a collective of people and organizations carrying a message to motivate, support, and equip us to live out the radical call of Jesus amongst the margins. In this podcast, we're providing a platform for conversation and storytelling, as we hear from some friends who embody this message. While we might not always agree with everything we hear from one another, what we desperately want to do is create a space to listen and to learn and to find Jesus in the center of it all. This episode is part two of the conversation with Nick and Anita White, previous surrender directors and great examples of a surrendered life. So what sort of practical things would you would you say to people who maybe in their own community, their own suburban life, their own church context, and they say, actually, I'd love to become friends with First Nations brothers and sisters. Where do I start in that journey? Oh, mate, I've literally been having those discussions because I've, I've gathered a few church leaders together and we've been asking those exact mm. questions again just on some Zoom meeting lately, Craig, and it's um, it's hard, you know, because our context now is such that we see things a certain way and I'm kind of thinking, oh, I don't know, is that are we being helpful or are we actually <laughs> making things harder? I don't know. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> you know, I do tend to overthink things a bit, but... Um, <laughs> But I, my mates, like Billy and Cole, will always remind me and others, our Indigenous uh, mm. elders and uncles and aunties and brothers and sisters, if you listen close enough, we'll really have a consistent kind of message, you know, um, of, of looking for connection. I mean, about those that, you know, I used to think, oh, how cool would be when you get, when you get a skin name or whatever, and a dear old Walpuri uncle who gave us a skin name, you know. It's just really practical. It's pragmatic. It's not about, you know, you're special, you've really got it. It's about, oh, I need to know how to place you in, a, in, in my mm-hmm. worldview, you know. Um, how I do that is uh, how we connect and how I how we have this reciprocal kind of relationship is I, it comes with respect, mm-hmm. like seeing you, but it also comes with responsibilities. And they're the two big fundamental aspects of any relationship in a lot of Indigenous mm-hmm. cultures. It's there's, um, you can unpack those, you know, as to what they are, but as for what it means for starting, like practical, yeah. you say practical, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll head in the other direction. Um, <laughs> too late. Too late. Yeah, practical stuff. I think how it looks practically, see, a lot of Indigenous crew would say a cup of tea. Sit down and have a cup mm. of tea. Now that, you know, we can unpack that a little bit, but it's not any more complicated than that. The, the, the disarming thing that happens in a cup of tea is it's a, it's a great levelling equal. I think that's what's going on behind it. A cup of teas are culturally really appropriate for a lot, particularly for most... Um, Indigenous mob that have had a lot of exposure to Western cult, yeah. you know, dominant Western cult, like Eastern, Southern and, and Western seaboard cult, you know, crew um, have all experienced that. So cup, cups of tea have become really important mm. in those contexts. Okay. Western music, make sure you've got a few of them on the, you know, the playlist that will go down <laughs> well. <laughs> I still don't understand that. Like Billy just wants to keep playing country and Western on our road trips and I'm like, you know. I think I've kind of secretly learned to love it a little bit. It's good for road trips. Yeah. It's perfect. It kind of works. It's like a sound, yeah, it's a sound trip. Trips, yeah. and the cup of tea thing is just that, again, whatever it looks like to make space. I think the only thing I'd say practically, again, the cost will be greater than most of us 
realise, because the cost is way beyond anything financial. It's a big, whatever your frameworks are, but I think a helpful frameworks around um, intercultural or cross-cultural frameworks, the very best of those talk about, and you can, whenever I've, I don't know, I feel like one of those people that's got affirmation bias or something, because wherever I look, I see it being repeated. I see mm. it in Indigenous culture. I see it, we had a, one of the world's leading experts on volunteerism, Professor Ram Kanan from the University of Pennsylvania, did some surrender sort of off-Broadway stuff for us and did some leaders' gatherings. And he's basically saying the, the greatest social outcomes from volunteerism have, have been docu- well-documented now as whenever people do enact kenosis, that is, whenever they work to disempower themselves, those doing the volunteerism, uh, volunteering, by, a, by a, you know, immeasurably larger factors, the, the social outcomes are multiplied. And it's just, that's what we read. Uncle Graham Paulson would tell you, you know, the, the mission strategies, Philippians mm. 2. How come those white fellows that came here kind of missed mm. that bit, you know? Kyle will tell you that it's instead of being uh, Korgon, the older brother, be Banam, be the younger brother, you know? But what you came here is wanting to be the Korgon, you know? So... Um, and then I hear, you know, Christ saying, empty yourself and, and give your life, you know, and um, give it, and serve, you know, and that's the, that's the journey, that journey of um, emptying yourself to find yourself, I guess. So that deep, deep resonance of the Holy Spirit that calls us to our true self and not being afraid to let go of the things that we thought were important. I know mm-hmm. even now I can reflect on at one stage I can't help but think there's a distinct and incredible relationship between really asking, praying, acting, living into the space in between us and whoever the other is in our context Mm. is what calls us into that same place. It calls us into the journey, the downward journey of of death and beauty, Um, the downward journey of giving up everything to gain everything, so I, I see that relationship and we still experience that relationship, you know, with Indigenous crew. We, we constantly get undone, you know. Just when you think you're getting it, you've got it all together. <laughs> um, there's nothing There's nothing like organising a surrender event with our Indigenous friends to, to completely undo you again. Surrender <laughs> um, it's quite good testimony to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I've definitely got way, way away from anything practical. No, look, I, I, I really appreciate that. You started with something practical, just take, have a cup of tea, but then gave a f- yeah. biblical framework to understand what happens next because I think it, it does mess with our minds when we see things done a different way and need to make decisions about how we're going to proceed with our own life as a result. I love that. Oh, can I try one other one? Really, I'll try this one. It's a slightly organisation, yeah, but practical. But understand, understanding your own who you are, your own cultural identity, and your sometimes you'll have to name things that you're not even don't even think you have to name. So just naming how your governance works. Name however you make decisions. You know, if you're part of an organisation mm-hmm. or a church, what's your governance structure? And call it out. Name mm-hmm. it culturally. I say, oh, we're a corporate model because we've got a board and a and a CEO or a, and that's, I'm not, there's absolutely zero value judgment, but it's very, very helpful when you name how those mm. systems work for you. And what you're doing is saying, well, we're, it works for us, but it may not work over here. But that's often been a barrier for a lot of people. Like, oh, we're not sure why they, you know, because we, we, you know, I've seen plenty of people, beautiful people trying to engage with communities, but they're coming with as corporations, um, and they operate by different relationship rules. Um, 
And again, we're not value judging those rules. We're just saying they're different rules with different places. You've got to know what rules are in operation. You know, mm. in operation exactly. We all know that. Hey, look, you know, when you go to the Carlton Cheer Squad and you start barracking really hard for Collingwood, <laughs> a you're a hero in my book, but <laughs> b b that's the that's not the rules of how that place operates. So it's not going to go well. <laughs> I can see when naming some of that stuff would have been helpful in context I've been in. Yeah, there's so much that goes unspoken because we don't see the cultural mm. stuff at, at, at mm. work. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's what, hopefully there's some practical stuff in that. How about you, Anita? Around practical things around cr crossing cultures. Um, yeah, look, I think like we were talking about before, the the driving, the you know, the being available to kind of like provide that practical support. Um, I think Nick does a, a bit of repair here and there, like those types of practical um, things. Arnie Jean always says, well, she often has a, you know, she has a soup night fundraiser and she just, when she's coming down, I say, is there anything I can do? And she says, just ask your mum to make one of those fruit cakes that we auction. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think those really kind of practical things and you know, helping with selling her cards or all those kind of things, you know, support because, you know, financial support is really appreciated as well and um, needed, very much needed. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think that those combination of things. And Annie Jean just used to, you know, it's small. It doesn't have to be, you know, she'd say just contributing, you know, $50 here and there will help in an, in an envelope mailed to somebody or, you know, it just doesn't have to be... Um, giant you know gestures grand gestures it's lots of small i guess small kind of gestures and contributions that make the difference mm. i love how you two have just really opened up your life um to everyone around you and i know for me as well like it's just you live and breathe it and um, always open for a cuppa <laughs> and you know I've cried in your presence and when, when things have been tough and um, you yeah you two have just been amazing in opening up your home um, to everyone and I've really appreciated that yeah it's been so good um, all the richer for it you know <laughs> it comes back the anything good in that has been a gift yeah. to us that we've experienced mm. Sharon you know yeah. and we get it back this honestly with this the, the deepest encouragements now lot once we've been getting finally been you know been able to let go of some of our own you know attainment and achievement stuff in it we're just getting so encouraged by seeing you know you guys guys like you craig and that you're you know we're so encouraged we honestly encourage like there's a that the inquiry and the desire will be uh will be met and be honored you know i'll see that you know i don't know you operate out of at the time you operate out of big ideas of you know changing the world and that's that's absolutely necessary and really important and, and god will you lead the you know new generations um on these pathways of of descent and you won't even know, it'll be done to you you know that's what i think i was starting with that like it'll be done it'll kind of get done to you in a way and you don't even realize it's kind of happening and then you sit back and go wow you know and it's been really enriching for the kids too i think they've oh, been had just so many amazing people you know come here that they've got to hear and to and people just take such a genuine kind of interest in in them and who they are as people and mm. I think Toby got paid rent for lending out his bedroom a few times um so that was good as well yeah. um, but um yeah I think that's been that's really, like wider family they've got all these uncles and aunties, you know yeah. not, not just around Australia but around the world you know? yeah and Toby's and Sonny both you know volunteered at Jurakai and surf tournament in new south wales and 
been able to kind of contribute in, in that way as well. But they they love it. It's they're all the all the richer for it as well. Mm. My kids sure. hear that idea of renting out their room. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't start something you can't see through. <laughs> I just imagine that we've been doing it for free. <laughs> you can charge for this. Yeah, we're, not very, we're not completely opposed to commercialising stuff. Like, I don't, you know, we have had stalls and things. Oh, sorry, the last story, I don't know, I just looked at a painting I've got in the background and, sorry, I know this is completely random, but in the early days, and this is a particular thing, It's a, and I don't know, there might be some folk who connect with this, but do we do want to, you know, I'd say really encourage listening to your particularly around stuff that you might identify as evangelism or connecting say with communities definitely listen to your creative people you know listen to your artists your poets listen to your dreamers um yeah your practical people and your entrepreneurs and your visionaries are really good and really important too but it's often the artists and others who see things that otherwise wouldn't be seen and um i'm kind of reminded by just the art of a young indigenous guy i've got on the wall and that's probably who I identify with as, as an artist. That's really my, a lot of my background and my passion. But I literally just hear of different people like Indigenous crew in remote places doing something and I'd, I'd spend ages tracking them down. I became a really expert Google, you know, yeah. hunter or something like that. I'd Google researcher and and just but obviously following relational kind of connections and I'd hear somebody saying, oh, I think, I think there's an Indigenous Christian doing something, something over there and, so that I really encourage that kind of you know that's kind of a wild west kind of an idea of um, trying that sort of stuff out and connecting around a spirit of 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 desiring connection and we've seen so many connections come out of that sort mm. of thing like even us with Brook and connecting up Brook and stuff but originally it was like that we just somebody literally said oh yeah I think there's this you know younger Indigenous woman who's just started a ministry up in um, uh, Ipswich it was at the time just taken over it from a salvo and we'd known who was in that ministry before Brook and Said, oh, really? Maybe she'll want to come to, you know, surrender and even though she doesn't know anybody, know us, and we don't know her. And, and that was, you know, just how that random kind of, out of that randomness, the journey kind of started. So there is definitely a taking yeah, chances sure. um, as a big part of it. I think that's what I wanted to say around that. Thanks for, um, yeah, just this time to to hear some stories from you and the journey so far. And um, it's encouraging for us, and, yeah, for me and Craig to hear definitely. all those things. And, and, yeah, and just such a blessing to have you two in our lives. And just to finish off this podcast, um, we usually ask a few questions, um, just a few fast five questions, whatever comes to your mind, um, just for fun. <laughs> so. Is this the Brene Brown rapid fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just a bit shorter. She's got a, she's got <laughs> hips. All over this. She and, she and Brene are love. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> We've stolen the idea from Brene. <laughs> Oh, you go. Alrighty, so um, we've got five questions. Fill in the blank. Surrendering to Jesus means losing your life to gain it. Am I meant to answer? As well? Yeah, yeah, Nico. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying time. As you, if you can't tell. Uh, okay, sorry. What was the question? <laughs> so fill in the blank. Surrendering to Jesus means. Yeah, giving all to to gain everything. Hmm. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite meal? We've got to say Nando's. Yes, it is. Remember when Nando's sponsored Surrender? Oh, yeah. I don't have to say Nando's anymore, but, you know, it used to be Nando's. It was pretty nice. Yeah, that's Quesadillas and Nando's. (laughs) And what is a film that you really love? Uh, I always think of it. There's so many films I love. Um, What's that 
uh, Peter Anderson one that I love, from Magnolia. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit out there, but I love it. Like uh, Moulin Rouge. Um, Avenger? No. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, I oh, love nice. that movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> we like the ending with Anderson, PT or Wes. Mm. Or Coen Brothers, any Coen Brothers we like. Yeah. Not, not any. I like Raising Arizona. Yeah. Nice. And what brings you great joy? Gardening. Uh, my beautiful old F100 that I restored. Did you really? Those. That is a nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, Great, well, it's yeah, it's yeah, great joy. It is a good one. And welding bits on my poor old charger in the garage, too. <laughs> nice. And lastly, what's one lesson you wish you had learnt earlier in life? Oh, it's hard not to think of something that you know, it's, it's maybe a little bit cliche, but uh, but really, the, the depth of some of my friend, best friendships have come not just um, not just around saying I desire friendship or relationship, but actually what we were talking about earlier, the, the downward journey of, of and the giving, the precious giving of yourself is, is the giving of vulnerability mm. and humility. That's part of our story, you know. So that story of giving of something precious to, to somebody that you, you love and connect with. Mm. It's when we give ourselves, we give our, um, our vulnerable self. I was raised in a way that uh, was kind of like reinforced the opposite of that, you know, only display strength, confidence, you know, whatever. Um, certainly don't reveal what it might be your most vulnerable or associated with shame or guilt, mm. you know. Mm. But once those things are brought into the, the light of a loving relationship, um, yeah, I wish I'd kind of learned that a lot earlier. Mm. Like I'm, only just, I'm only learning that like a... That gives me so much hope. I honestly see that. I see some next generations who are walking into that way, you know, like, oh, my goodness, you know, if you guys are kind of understanding that, understanding your shadow sides and your, your vulnerabilities and, and not being as gripped by fear, mm. uh, that's a sign of incredible hope. You know? How about you, Nick? Not really somebody that looks back. I'm someone that really looks forward. But I guess being that saying, being slow to listen. <laughs> now I'm saying, quick to listen and slow to speak. I think, you know, listening's an underrated skill and if there's more of that, mm. we're all a lot better for it. Nice. Well said. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. That was amazing. And we just celebrate your life and the example it is for us and others and the path that you blazed for us and many others through your work. So thank you. Over to you. What have you heard? What have you noticed? What have you surrendered? How will you take action? Surrender partners with dozens of organizations and initiatives. Find them and take action at surrender.org.au.